together with our store business, our online business, we feel like we've got you know, the, the right model to not only serve our customer in a multi-channel way, but to drive profitability. Acquisition rumors, no, I, I haven't actually heard any of them, so I guess I really can't comment. <laughs>
Um, you may have noticed um, that, you know, we've t- taken full advantage of all opportunities available to us. Uh, we had a previously announced um, public equity offering where we raised uh, $360 million in um, additional capital. And that those funds were used to both cure a default in our uh, credit agreement to repay um, certain amounts of our credit facility and also to um, complete our bond interest payment. In addition to that, we've uh, launched an at-the-market equity program, and we're now seeking shareholder approval uh, in a reverse stock split to continue to fulfill our business goals. Um, But in addition to that, in terms of executing on our business plan, we've reduced our footprint. Um, Our target group of stores, as I mentioned earlier, um, our target store fleet is 360 bed bath stores and 120 bye-bye baby stores. Um, That's what we feel like is the right footprint for our business. And it's um, come about through listening to our customer, where they want to shop. Um, where they want um, to interact with us. And um, we're doing all of this to, you know, return to the brand prominence that we've had. Yeah, and thank you for getting into detail there. I know there have been a lot of headlines out there, and I think it's been challenging for investors to really sift through everything they've been hearing around around Bed Bath & Beyond. So I'm going to dig into this a little bit. Uh, first of all, Sue, can you explain the recent $120 million vendor consignment program with Restore Capital and just how it impacts uh, Bed Bath & Beyond's balance sheet health? Sure, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, um, our um, new program is with Restore Capital and it is up to $120 million of inventory. It's focused on inventory um, and it will give us the ability to put those high demand products into our stores, working with key suppliers Um, to supplement our inventory. And um, the exciting part about this program is it is capital light um, and it will allow us to, again, um, increase our inventory with the items that that our customers want um, and ultimately give us the ability to create an even better experience. So tell me a little more more about what steps Bed Bath & Beyond is taking to optimize inventory management, excuse me, inventory management and supply chain operations. Sure. Well, it starts with working with our supplier partners who are so critical to us and engaging with them and their support really demonstrates just the staying power of our brands and the potential that we have for substantial improvement. Um, With their partnership, we are realigning our inventory. Um, We've talked um, significantly continuously about how important national brands are to our customers. So rebalancing our assortments with those national brands, but also emerging um, direct-to-consumer brands, um, and then refining our own brand mix. So getting our inventory right for our customer. But you also you know, brought up supply chain, and that's been um, a really important initiative to us as well. Um, getting our supply chain, you know, right in terms of being efficient, um, driving an efficient cost in terms of cost to serve, time to deliver. So those are a couple of key functions there that are so important to us. And um, we have actually made some pretty big shifts in terms of um, how our distribution function will work. And, and that's been all part of a network study that we've got the right networks to utilize in our supply chain. 
Do you mind digging into those distribution shifts for me? Just so we can better understand them? Sure, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, again, if I go back a year ago, we had um, four fulfillment centers around the country. And through um, analyzing where our customers are, where we're trying to get product to, how we can do it most efficient, efficiently, we um, made the decision to reduce down to two fulfillment centers. And uh, that actually gives us better ability to be efficient, to not only drive out costs, but to get product to our customers um, as quickly as possible. In addition to that, um, we um, operate our store distribution on largely a pooling um, supply chain method, which is uh, more or less a cross-dock method. And again, in evaluating where our stores are, where our vendors are, we have been able to reduce that number as well, which ultimately gets product to our stores more quickly. Got it. Got it. And Sue, I have to ask, because there are so many acquisition rumors floating around, do you care to comment on any of those rumors popping up in the news these days? Acquisition rumors? No, I, I haven't actually heard any of them, so I guess I really can't comment. That's okay. Figured I'd have to ask. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so let's pivot to the retail industry, talking about the retail industry at large. And all of these crosswinds that are really affecting how the American consumer thinks about retail. The retail industry is facing significant challenges right now. Uh, we mentioned inventory management, supply chain issues, and then there's disruptions in the traditional business model, the commerce business model, particularly the shift from brick and mortar stores, of course, to more uh, e-commerce. E uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, of course, is one of the largest companies in the space. And as you mentioned earlier, it has a large number of stores, although it sounds like you're right-sizing that a little bit. So can you discuss in more detail how management is approaching these more long-term challenges? Sure. Well, um, you know, starting back, you know, to my earlier comment around our turnaround strategy, um, in the last year, we did a comprehensive store-by-store -store analysis of, you know, where our customers are, how they're shopping with us, and, and where they will be in the future. And in responding to, as you said, the evolving, you know, sort of um, preferences that the customer has today, um, we took swift action to close our underperforming stores, close stores that um, we could ultimately get to a, a, a portfolio of stores that could operate the most efficiently for us. So again, with 360 top performing bed bath stores and 120 top performing bye bye baby stores gives us the ability to not only have our most profitable stores, but the best geographic presence as well. And um, ultimately to give our customer the optimal omni experience that they want. And, um, you know, again, together with our store business, our online business, we feel like we've got, you know, the, the right model to not only serve our customer in a multi-channel way, but to drive profitability. For sure. For sure. Uh, so to sum it all up, how would you characterize the short to medium term vision for Bed Bath & Beyond? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, we, um, as, as our strategy um, states, you know, we are here to deliver solutions in every moment that matters for our customers. And um, the pillars that sort of surround that are having the right product and the right experience for our customers. And that's powered by process, people, and partners um, in place to deliver it. Yeah, and you spoke about customer experience, and I want to dig into that a little bit more, too. What specific initiatives are in place right now to improve customer experience and customer loyalty? Yeah, so it's really critical for us to have the right mix of product. Um, our customers, um, they're looking for, you know, national brands, but they're also looking for an experience. They want um, information. They want counsel. They want help. And um, our stores um, are in the best position to do that. Uh, so whether it's online or through the omnichannel way, we feel like we are, um, you know, the the authority in in our space. Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk about sustainability here, too, because that's such a big consideration when it comes to where American consumers shop or honestly, how retail investors invest their money. So how is Bed Bath & Beyond addressing sustainability and environmental concerns uh, when it comes to its operations and product offerings? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, more broadly, as we think about it, you're really sort of describing what, what we call our ESG strategy. And, um, you know, we continue to build um, from a community standpoint through um, what, what we describe as our associate resource groups, um, ARGs. And we've got uh, an Asian American Pacific Islander group. We've got a Beyond Black Associate Coalition, uh, Hispanic and Latin American group, an LGBTQ group, and a wellness and women's group. So um, all of these groups are being served by our associate team for the first time in our company's history. In addition, um, our board is led by a female. Um, our, our business is led by me, um, which uh, I, as a CEO, I am a female. And uh, we have a number of, of female executives in our group. Um, I think that, you know, as our, our organization continues to progress and move towards 2030, our goal is to, to have 50% of our organization female and 25% um, racially um, diverse. For sure. And, you know, as a fellow woman in finance, different industry, same struggles. I really appreciate to hear that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about longer term trends, too. Um, obviously, Bed Bath & Beyond is one of the prominent players in the home goods space. And we've talked about a few of these long term changes and demographic trends that retailers in general have had to adapt to. What are some other consumer preferences and trends that Bed Bath & Beyond is you know, watching either on the landscape or affecting the industry right now? Yeah. And, you know, the, the consumer trends really are around information, around, um, you know, being on top of what are the best products? What are other customers saying about those products? And certainly our online platform helps the customer do that. Um, but, you know, whether it is air fryers that are hot, hot products, um, you know, we are the authority in the vacuum cleaner space with our Dyson product. Um, I could take you through category by category, room by room in our business and um, share with you just some of the great products that we have to offer 
in, in the breadth of assortment that our customer can find. Gotcha. Uh, so this is one of my favorite questions, Sue. I ask it to pretty much everyone I interview, but what keeps you up at night, whether it be risks to the retail industry, risks in Bed Bath & Beyond's immediate future? I mean, what, what are you thinking of when you're off the clock? What worries you? <laughs> well, right now, what's on my mind most is our tremendous opportunity to realize the vision of, of this business. Um, you know, the future of these beloved brands. And, you know, I can't emphasize enough um, the word that comes out when you say bed bath to anyone, um, anywhere, any walk in life. Um, if they've been in a Bed Bath & Beyond store, their response is, I love Bed Bath & Beyond. And so, um, you know, really, you know, preserving that for our customers, um, you know, delivering um, to our customers what they expect is, is what's most important to me. And our suppliers, they support us. Um, our associates, they believe in us. And our customers want to shop with us. So, um, you know, for me, it's really about continuing to be in that place. And, um, you know, we're our team is in relentless pursuit of that. So, um, you know, we're taking every available step to uh, sustain and grow our business. Got it. Got it. Uh, so let's switch a little bit to what investors should be watching right now, uh, considering all the data that comes out, all the headlines that come out. Uh, thinking about how you measure success here, what are some metrics or key performance indicators that investors should watch for when they're trying to decipher uh, Bed Bath & Beyond's success and kind of progress toward its goals that you mentioned a little earlier? Yeah, you know, one of the most important key metrics for us right now is in stock. Um, all of our efforts are being placed around getting our stores in stock. Uh, that is just critical. And as I've mentioned throughout this conversation, our customer experience, we um, want to create the best experience for our customers. We want to be in that beloved position with our customers. So um, again, that's really important. And accelerating improvement, um, certainly that is critical. As I've mentioned, we have um, you know been in this turnaround. We have taken you know tremendous efforts uh, to right size our business for the customer, um, right size our cost structure, right size our supply chain structure, and all you know with the customer in mind, but also you know driving towards improvement. Gotcha. Okay. So, how does Bed Bath and Beyond engage with its local community and participate in corporate social responsibility initiatives? Yeah, so, um, you know, I would say throughout um, the organization, there are a number of different areas where we're serving, and um, we do it both at the local level as well as the corporate level. Again, um, I mentioned earlier, we value ESG, and our goals are to incorporate um, that in the consideration in all of our business strategy, whether it's, you know, in our products and our services, um, so I would say that our efforts around that are um, throughout the business. Okay, awesome. Uh, just a few more questions here. Uh, so let's get back to the big B word, bankruptcy. It's a concerning term. I know it's been thrown around in the news a lot these days when it comes to Bed Bath & Beyond. So can you provide some reassurance or some color to investors about 
what the potential risks and next steps are uh, concerning, you know, potential bankruptcy. How are you guys thinking about it and how should retail investors think about this potential event? Yeah, so our um, our company is no stranger to challenges. We um, have certainly faced that in this last year more so than in any time in our company's history. And we've had to make some tough decisions um, for sure. And we also know that, you know, where we're operating today and the value we're at today is not representative of our potential. But rest assured that we are working relentlessly to um, achieve our goals, to use every available step that we have um, available to us to both sustain and grow our business. So, um, as I said, many are supporting us and we couldn't be more grateful for that. And, and we're determined to um, turn this business around. All right. And any final words you want to leave with investors on Bed Bath & Beyond's position in the coming days? Um, I hope everyone continues to feel the, the brand love that we feel and, and shop in our stores and, and find the assortments that they're looking for. All right, everybody. You heard it straight from the mouth of the CEO. That was Sue Gove. She is the CEO and president of Bed Bath & Beyond. Thank you, Sue, for joining us today. I really appreciated the conversation. And thank you for watching Conversations with Leaders. All right. Thank you.